Hi guys, welcome back to Slightly Spiritual. Of course, I am here with Cindy. Hi, Hi everybody. Um, so I don't know if this is the proper term or not. Like, I don't know if you'd say like proper scientific term, technological term, I don't know. But basically today we're going to do a quick kind of mini crash course to some of the beings, people, energies on the other side. Um, and we're also going to talk a little bit about kind of like the spiritual hierarchy on the other side, if you will, which is something I've always been super fascinated by where like all of this, like Cindy probably wakes up to me from text, from text from me, like probably once a week where I'm like, Cindy, what is X, Y, Z or like whatever. Cause I've watched like some video or like read something and I'm like, tell me everything about the Pleiadian. Um, so yeah, so basically I'm just going to pick Cindy's brain and Cindy's going to tell us stuff and you get to listen, which is win-win for us all. So love it. Loving this journey for us. Thank you. And all our listeners. We've we've come a long way from drinking wine in my basement to (laughs) being here talking about this for like a thousand people a week. I mean, that's pretty good. (laughs) I'm, I'm here for it. Here for it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Um, so I have heard you like say these names a lot and all these things, not just in like our private personal conversations, but also obviously on the podcast, obviously in my readings, whenever I see you. So I'm trying to think of like the right way to ask you this, but I guess what is the right way to like, how do you refer, refer to them or like I guess what's the easiest way to wrap your head around or like understand things, I guess, like starseeds, Pleiadians, Lemurians, Arcturians. I don't know if I'm saying any of those right, but you guys are going to have to bear with me. I like to use the term of like, it's a, like, this is a very high level, like overarching term, but I like to use the word like collective consciousness guides. Like they, or some people refer to them as extraterrestrials, which sounds kind of like weird sometimes because of all the, um, I guess, imagery and emotions and I don't know, whatever else comes around with that word from our media and like, you know, movies and all that stuff. Right. But essentially they are like extraterrestrials. They don't, you know, they don't come from this planet, but they come here to assist and aid in the uh, consciousness and evolvement of like earth as well as humans. So you'll hear, you'll hear people talk about like a new earth, like these collective consciousness and council type beings are here to help create and mold the new earth as well as raise the vibration and um, like consciousness of humanity. It's like a dual mission. Interesting. So I also am curious to know from you, like, at what point did you realize that this, like, these collective consciousness guides were, like, out there? So it's funny because my mentor, the one that I study under, like, to, um, excuse me, to hone my mediumship skills, she would not, like, connect them. She kind of had a very firm boundary around them and just wasn't open to that or wasn't comfortable with that, which is like totally cool. Everyone has their own like purpose of what, you yeah. know, what they're here to do. And that was just not part of her like practice. And that was she taught, which is great. 
So it was actually more recent. Like I'd say at the beginning of like the um, pandemic, honestly, so beginning of 2020 is when I started really like connecting and um, becoming more aware of that these beings were around us and how to connect with them because I hadn't been taught that. So I sort of self-taught or learned that and also like what they're here for, you know? So, um, and then I found through like Instagram and in um, connecting with others of people who do connect with them as well. And then I found a lot of validations through what they were saying yeah. and channeling what I was channeling. I was like, oh my God, it's literally saying the same things. We're literally oh tapping gosh. into the same consciousness. So that's kind of how I evolved with it. And then, you know, there's also like the Stephen, Dr. Stephen Greer's of the world, whom I love, mm-hmm. who's also bringing it into the physical, right? Like not just the channeling connecting, but being able to see them, you know, physically, which is a whole other topic we can talk about another time. But, oh my God, wait, now I'm like, what, what, what? Oh, um, like UFOs and stuff, you know, seeing oh, lights. Oh, like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Like being that able to sense. actually see them. That's why I will never go stay in like the middle of nowhere. Like I'll never go to Alaska. Like I'm like, I don't want to see them. I'm, I'm fine knowing that they're there, but I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see you. I don't want like, I'll, I will like, I'll let, you handle, I'll let you handle maybe that. No one, maybe because there's no one in Alaska, but the biggest sightings have been in like, you know, like upper state New York and well then like, add it to the list. Know, not going Roswell, there either. New not Mexico, going there either. and like I don't know like North Carolina I don't know there's like they see them in like random but also it's more populated so of course people are going to report when they see it you Those know they're all now on my no-fly list or the Bermuda Triangle <laughs> like there's lots of disturbances and reports around there you know like all the things I could see that. I'd be curious to look more into like energetically the Bermuda Triangle, but I guess that's for another day. You know, um, there's one over the Great Lakes. Did I ever tell you that? Yes. I think you and I have yeah, talked I know, about this. Yes. Yeah. There's like a triangle of energy, like Bermuda Triangle over the Great Lakes. And they, I didn't know this, but flights are not allowed to fly directly over it because too many planes and boats have disappeared. Mm-mm. Isn't that crazy? Nope. No more Great Lakes either. No <laughs> the more things, no, okay. Either. Well, you're really, <laughs> I guess it's a good thing you're in Tennessee. <laughs> Stay right here. I'll sit my fat ass right here by myself. How many are gonna end up in the world? I right here. I'm gonna be right here. <laughs> oh my god! Now everyone's gonna be moving there. <laughs> then, all, then they are gonna start showing up because everybody's no, nope. no, no one else move here. You're not allowed. If you're spiritual, not allowed to move to Tennessee. It's a law. Oh I just wrote the legislation. Um, oh, that's funny. Uh-huh. Um, last question for you about, I guess, like. I don't want to say last question about your personal experiences, but, you know, you were talking about, you know, I was asking you about like, how did you realize they were there and how like, obviously your um, like spiritual teacher was not like set very firm boundaries with that. So I'm curious, like, obviously you connect with the other side all day, every day. So when you're connecting with this other like collective consciousness group of guides, like, does that look any different? For you than when you connect with like let's say my grandpa ed or casey or like you know what i mean like someone's deceased loved ones i guess yeah i mean it's more of like a frequency so this actually leads into like the hierarchy which maybe it's a better place to start with that anyways with this conversation so it's more of like they're operating at like a higher frequency so the way that like the energetics are of like where we are as humans beings on earth and then where they are as you know spiritual beings on the other side is that you have like earth plane which is like humanity um you can also have earth angels like pets 
you know, our loved ones around like little pets being earth angels. Um, you can also have, you know, like your, your soulmates here on earth, right. They're part of your earth plane team. Um, I'm trying to think what else I'm probably missing a few, but those are the big ones. Like your earth angels, like I'd say your pets and your soulmates, like your people, right. Your tribe, right. Those are like your souls here on the earth plane, helping you and you're helping them, you know, on this level. And then the next, like, and I'm saying levels and I'm referencing of going up, but really it's just a vibration of frequency. So I think I've said this on the podcast before, but like, imagine like, you know, propellers on a plane or a helicopter, or like the, if you have a ceiling fan, like I have one above me looking up, like if it's still right, you can see all the blades. I can see the five blades on the ceiling fan. But if I turned it on right now and turned it on high, it would start going really, 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 really fast. And I would no longer really be able to see the individual blades, but I know they're still there, right? That's essentially what happens to our loved ones when they transition. Their soul spirit is moving at a really, 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 really fast pace to the point where you can't see it with your physical eyes, but you can still like feel them. You can get goosebumps. You know, you can feel someone, some people talk about feeling someone touch their shoulder or you get signs from them, right? That's how they're able to physically manipulate objects around us through signs. Cause they're just operating at a different frequency, but still near us. Right. So that's like the next level. It's, um, I kind of refer to it lately as the astral plane. It's where you go in dream state, which is why your loved ones can visit you in dreams, right? It's where your soul goes in dream state. You're in the astral plane. Um, So that's where your deceased loved ones, like family members from this lifetime that you know of or friends or pets, right? Um, That's where you can also get your personal or meet with your personal spiritual guides. Like each person is assigned a certain number of guides with them through a birth till death, which we can get into that in a different one. But anyways, you have guides that are in the spiritual realm, the astral plane, and you can have family members that are guides, but you can also have spirit guides that you've never met, but that are just your guides. Right. And sometimes in sessions, I'll channel that in for people. So that's all the astral plane. Right. And then above that, there's sort of a different, I sometimes break it into two, but then there's like a third and sometimes like a fourth level, but the next third level is essentially where um, it's called the oversoul level or like, I believe I'm saying this right. I think it's, yeah, oversoul. It's also where like the council, like when I talk about the council of light, I'm technically meaning in that second upper plane level, like there's an astral plane and the upper like second level of that. Um, So it's not, there's not a lot that hangs out there, but if I'm ever in a reading, I can tell when it's like a very old soul coming in, I have to go up a level or change my vibration to kind of connect with them on a different frequency. Um, It's just like dialing into the radio on a computer or on a computer, dialing into a radio on like an old fashioned like car, right? It's like, you got to get it like just right to hear the station. That's how, you know, how it used to be. Um, and so that's how it is sometimes when you're channeling, it's like that n- upper level of the astral plane where your oversoul guides, things like that can be. And then above that is like the higher, where all the collective consciousness um, beings and uh, extraterrestrials and what I also call um, like archangels, angels, ascended masters, God, guardian angel, you know, the higher, highest vibrational beings are like above that. I'm sure there's other levels beyond that, but right now on earth, that's as far as like I've ever gotten or we've ever gotten. 
Um, <clears throat> so that's where like the archangels, ascended masters are people like, you know, Jesus Christ, um, the Buddha, um, Gandhi, um, Mother Mary. I'm sure Mother Teresa's hanging out up there now. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, it's like, it's more like the big, I'm probably missing my girl, that. Mother Obviously, Teresa. I'm, I know, I feel like I should have like looked at more of those. Maybe those are just some examples. You get the idea, right? And are yeah. like people like Ganesh, like, um, like we're like the gods of mm -hmm. the past or Egyptian um, gods, you know, things like that. They're hanging out in that realm. So the over, I'm just curious. So the over soul level where like the council of light is, which is basically said kind of like the second upper plane. Why is it that there's not as many people, if you will, like hanging out there? I'm just curious. I think it's just a place for us to meet. Oh, like, because technically, like when I'm channeling ascended masters and stuff, like they don't come all the way down to the astral plane. It's just a place where we can meet that's. And then to answer your original question, that's where I started noticing that I was tapping into different energies because mm. I felt my vibration going a little higher. And then I was starting to get messages that like, didn't sound like anyone I knew didn't yeah. sound like any of the archangels that I normally connect with or anything like that. And that's how I realized I was like, oh, I think I'm tapping into a different set of frequencies yeah which is where like the pleiadians the arcturians the syrians the lyrians yeah. the whatever else star yeah. see people will come to meet i don't think they like live there in fact i know they don't live there because again yeah. above like archangels and stuff i'm sure there's even higher and higher levels i mean i think there's something like 20 different dimensions we're at yeah. four three to five we're in like the fourth one imagine there's like 20 right like so there's so many but yeah they don't come all the way down to like the astral dream state very often. Like I have to go a little bit higher frequency to meet them. So I think it's just a place, at least that's what I'm honestly, I never even heard of an oversoul until like recently, like it came up like three or four times in a row. And I was like, Oh, am I supposed to be like learning about yeah. this? So I'm still learning as I go too. Um, but that's what I, how I realized I was tapping into something else. Cause it wasn't like the same frequency. They don't show me images of who they are. It's more of like feelings, emotions, yeah, I, I really hear them more than see them. And a lot of times in the astral plane, when I'm connecting with your loved ones and your guides, like your regular spirit guides or visiting spirit guides, I, they show me things more. I don't know if that's just me or if that's everybody that connects, but it's more of my like clairvoyance. And then when I go higher up, it's clairaudient and claircognizant okay. and all the other things. So that could just be the way I perceive it. I am not saying that everyone has that same experience. I'm being very clear. Like another medium could say that it's totally different, that they hear more in the astral plane yeah. and see more in the next one, right? Like it's very personal. It's a, yes. I really yeah. feel like it's a very personal experience of how you connect in with them, but it should, I mean, if anyone's ever doing it, you should feel like a different vibration. Like it's vibrating a little higher, a little faster, a different frequency. I notice it when I'm channeling. So. My God, I'm probably lying when I say this, but I have one more like very novice, like probably really dumb question. Um, and then I want to talk about the different types of beings yeah. mostly that you work with. Um, hearing you talk about like shifting into these different frequencies and where people are and like how you connect with them and things like that. And I know you said, obviously it's very different for everybody. Um, I'm just curious, like obviously on TV and in movies and all these things, like in scary movies, whatever, where it's like, oh, I saw a ghost or like whatever it is. And like, I've, you know, I've seen people very clearly that I have never, unfortunately for me, whenever I've seen somebody, it's been a very negative experience. Um, but so then when you're like the few people, I guess, that are out there, the people that have like tapped into this, whether it's 
purposely accidentally that actually like see people like are they coming down to our frequency are we in their frequency or like I guess why do some people actually like see people that have passed on I just find that Mm -hmm. like really interesting so to be clear you know there's a difference between like seeing ghosts or paranormal things versus like seeing a departed loved ones I just want to clarify that really quick and like a ghost is from what I understand, like someone that's probably stuck between the earth and the astral plane, like their, their frequency okay. isn't high enough to like make the oh, leap yeah. of the jump. You know what I mean? Like they've gotten yeah. a little bit stuck, which is why people say they can see ghosts and all that stuff. So like, I, I don't, okay. I do not know much about that. We'd have to get someone else on to talk about that. Cause I really have no desire to learn about those things. Cause then you open it up to it happening. And I have zero desire. To okay. see ghosts, I have so. no desire to see it I'm again not, either. I will just be fully clear. <laughs> I'm not going to go there and probably never will, but we can have someone on the, if we get a lot of requests for that, we can certainly find someone that can speak to that on the podcast, but to represent like seeing loved ones. So I remember this one time vividly, I was in my parents' old house and I was walking into the den and like out of the corner of my eye in the hallway with these like beautiful flowers. And I saw someone standing there and smelling the flowers and just like enjoying them. And they're like, oh, it smells so nice. And then they, and then I kept walking and I went, I like turned around, went back and I was like, they were gone. And I said, mom, I'm like, what do you, I was a calling for my mom. I was like, Hey mom, I want to ask you something, blah, blah, blah. Nowhere to be found. And I was like, oh. I finally had to like call her to be like, weren't you just in the kitchen? She's like, no, I'm outside with a oh. dog. And I was like, no, you were just in the kitchen smelling those flowers. And she was like, no, I wasn't. I was like, well, there's someone standing plain as day. I think it was my mom's aunt or my aunt who was named after okay. who passed. Um, because oh. it looked like my mom, but it, she was like, I don't know, she was like literally outside her in the front yard or garage, and there's no way yeah. she could have gotten from one to the other fat. Like she's like, I wasn't just in the kitchen. Because I was yeah. li- anyways. My point is when it's something like that where you think you see someone on the corner of your eye or yes. a loved one or something like that, I believe that they have for a quick instance lowered their vibration just enough and their frequency just enough that you could catch it or see it and typically it's not like a dead-on thing you right it's out of your peripheral vision yeah which I also feel like our peripheral vision has the ability to kind of like change frequency as it's seeing things too versus seeing things like dead-on so it's a little bit of like I think they've but that's different from a ghost. I'm being very clear of like that's different from like a ghost. Really good to know I feel like even for listeners because obviously it's a very different feeling to see one versus the other and yeah seeing like a relative or something out of the corner of your eye that's passed on actually could be like comforting you know yes versus like terrifying yes but yeah I just thought that I was like oh that's really interesting to think about um all right so I know that there's a couple of different obviously you work with everyone on the other side but Mm -hmm. there's a couple of different ones that I feel like I hear you talk about more than others yeah so I don't know which ones you want to get into first. I know we're not going to go cover every single one today. Yeah. Um, we would be here for like hours. This podcast would be like 24 hours. Um, but where do you want to start with this? So I want to start with, I want to just, I want to clarify one more thing. And then I think I'm just going to go down the list of the ones that I work with most frequently to like least Perfect. frequently, just because it's easier. Okay. So That's one more thing I want to clarify, and I don't know if I made this clear, but I'm just going to say this, that, you know, Um, when I'm referring to like the collective consciousness or guardian angels or ascended masters or archangels, right. Those are the types of guides that like anyone can call on or tap into. I feel like they're not assigned to a specific person. I mean, in fact, I know they're not assigned to, I mean, they might be for a certain time or a certain, you know, experience you're going through. Like I was talking to someone recently that 
I said, oh, Archangel Raphael's working with you and he's a healer and she was going through like something really big physically. Oh. So I was like, oh, no wonder why he's working with you right now because yeah. he's a huge healer, right? Yeah. Or I'll have Archangel Michael show up in a reading and I'm like, they're protecting you and like, oh yeah, I'm so worried about this, this, and this. And I'll be like, okay, well, he's working with you yeah. right now, right? But any they can go to anyone who calls on them or who is in need, right? And then you have your personal guides. Like I have like an owl that's always with me, but I don't think anyone else calls on my like, owl spirit guide owl right right so there's a difference so these collective consciousness guides they can go to you at any time anyone that's needing it or is um wanting assistance or is just even if you don't like work with them directly they're still assisting us because they're all basically all of these people i'm about except for one group are here to help again raise the vibration of the planet and earth one more thing i want to say is that erin and humans on it so and then there's a lot of people talk about lemurians and atlanteans yeah in addition to Pleiadians, Arcturians, Syrians, blah, blah, blah. Lemurians and Atlanteans are referring to places and represent beings that were alive during an era or a time here on earth. There's tech and like a lot of us are living, like we're, um, have had past lives as Atlanteans or Lemurians or Mu, but we're, that's not actually like a, from my understanding, like those aren't actually starseed beings that we can like come from because Atlantean was a place and a time and an era here on earth. And the yeah. beings that were there were probably Syrians, Arcturians, reptilian, right? Like they were probably these people with these same people we're talking about. So just to clarify, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to go through the Lemurians and Atlanteans or the mood today, but those are referencing eras and times and locations and continents here on earth okay. where these star beings and collective consciousness guides, and even probably us, like yeah used to have had past lives there okay we'll have to do another part two to this episode we can do that i just wanted to yeah i just wanted to clarify it's like a time or an era or a place not these are like we're going to go to like the guides or the the collective consciousness like starseed beings like before they come to earth okay super interesting okay yeah i never because lemurian atlanteans distinction yeah lemurian atlanteans those are also star seeds and they're probably these types of star seeds but it's, yeah. it's like it's like past lives of them not necessarily where they come from okay. right okay because they were all on earth and again like all these beings come to help earth so that if that makes okay yeah so the sense. ones um and some of these i mean there's like at least a dozen so i'm only doing like five so um the ones that i work with the most are the arcturians i talk about like the arcturian council of light i like they just, I love them. So they are highly intelligent and highly intuitive beings. They come from the star Arcturus, which is the brightest star in the, I think it's the Boetes or Boetes constellation. I'm probably saying it wrong. Um, but you can actually see it in the sky. So especially in the springtime, it's the, one of the brightest stars in the morning or evening sky. Um, and you don't even need a, you don't need a telescope to see it. It's like one of the brightest. If you have one of those like star apps, you can like point up the sky and you can usually find Arcturus. So it's one of the brightest stars in the sky. Anyways, <clears throat> um, they often are characterized in physical features like bright eyes, like big eyes. Mm. Um, they're known as, so this is like what they're here for earth on earth for. They're known as like spiritual shamans and healers, and they're here to help humanity by passing along great knowledge from past lifetimes and not just lifetimes on earth, but lifetimes as fifth dimensional or sixth or seventh or eighth or even ninth dimensional beings on other planets. 
So Arcturians have incarnated in lots of different planets, not just their own. And then they've come Mm. to earth again to help share this knowledge. They're helping to transition to the new earth. Like I already spoke about, they're highly intuitive, like highly clairvoyant, highly clairaudient, like all the clairs, right? Um, And they've moved beyond the point of judgment on their planet. And therefore they're here to help us move through forgiveness and compassion or better yet, my favorite part of this, my better yet moving beyond the point of even needing forgiveness because there's no judging in the first place because you know, everyone's here on their own path. Right. I literally, I don't know what is, I just have like full body goosebumps right now. That's just so cool. Yeah. So like, I have a feeling like Jesus Christ maybe was an Arcturian because he's a fifth dimensional healer and that's what he preached. So I have a feeling like as an example, I feel like he was probably a star seed that came in from one of these places and like lived out that purpose in a big way. Now I feel like he's a little different because he has his own consciousness that people can tap into. I mean, he's, and he's probably like, there's probably more to it than that. I'm really dumbing it down. I probably shouldn't have even said it out loud, but my idea is like, or maybe he, maybe not that he was an Arcturian. Maybe I could just say that he obviously probably tapped into that energy in a big way because he was known as a fifth dimensional healer here on earth. And they, these are also fifth dimensional healers. So maybe not he is one. I shouldn't say that because he is like, I consider him his own ascended master and his own energy that I tap into very separately from the Arcturians. So, but I would say he works total sense, right? But that's like an example of like, someone who's embodying Arcturian energy here on earth was Jesus Christ. Okay. Interesting. Right. So then the other one that everybody talks about all the time are the Pleiadians and probably yeah. because there's like the most number of them here on earth right now. Um, a lot of them are very like Nordic looking, like tall, thin, blonde. I don't know. That's the best way I can describe it. Skinny. <laughs> um, They've been incarnating here for like a long time, like, you know, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of years, again, to help raise the vibration of earth. Um, And they themselves help do this by raising um, the, they raise, help raise the consciousness by often going through the stages of awakening themselves. So basically moving through a very low vibrational experience to a much higher one. So Pleiadians are probably people who, you know, who maybe are, um, I don't know, have a really rough childhood, but then turn out to be like an amazing like leader or parent themselves, or, um, you know, they just come through from unfortunate or low like circumstances. And then they become like millionaires and then give back to everybody else around them. Right. You know, like just examples of, or even it could be as simple as, you know, they were just on a bad path in their life. And they woke up one day and was like, this isn't this isn't what I'm going to be doing. I want to be helping people. Right. So they're often leaders, teachers, and awakeners like in life. So if you can think of people like that in your life, um, and especially ones that did like a 180 in their life, not, they don't have to do that, but they can. So. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to do three more. So then the Syrians, which come from, oh, by the way, sorry, the Pleiadians come from the Pleiades star cluster. They're often referred to as the seven sisters. They're usually like in a spiral. You can see lots of like images of them. So they're known as like a seven sisters star um, constellation. I think in the Rebecca Campbell deck. Yes. She uses them in her deck. Um, And I think a lot of people like them or reference them because 
they, a lot of people are going through that, going through like a really low vibe experience and moving to a higher one. And they just resonate with that. Right. So, okay. Um, three more. So at least that we're going to say Syrians. So the Syrians come from the Sirius star cluster, you know, part of Orion or allegedly Orion, but the whole Orion belt, like the whole, the whole, it's a huge constellation. As you can tell, I'm not an astrologer. Um, anyways, they are here again, helping to awaken earth. Um, but they fulfill, um, similar to actually, I should say this, they're similar to Pleiadians, um, that they go through their own awakening on earth. And that's how they're able to help raise the consciousness, but the big, and they often have like a first chapter of their life and the second chapter of their life. Um, these ones can be more like, uh, how do I explain it? Like maybe they were addicted to drugs or oh. alcohol or I don't know, like stealing or like, you know, they might even have like a little bit of a rougher like experience before they awaken. Right. Versus yeah. like going through a tough time or poverty or like, you know, illness or something like that. They might be a little bit more like by choice, choosing some like a dark path and then moving into like a lighter yeah. one. So it doesn't have oh. to be that way though. Okay. I'm just giving it like, I'm just giving examples. Anyways, yeah. their purpose is to help remind earth and humans of the true nature of the universe and the importance of love. And they often preach unconditional love. And that's often what they go through in their own lives is learning the lesson of unconditional love. So, and self-love, like loving themselves, which is why they can sometimes go through like a, you know, being addicted to alcohol or drugs or whatever, and then turning into like yoga teachers. I'm just, not that all yoga no, teachers that. No, that actually, <laughs> yeah, that is not what we're saying. But I do know exactly, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, yeah. yes. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I'm probably going to butcher this name. So do not <laughs> everyone go and say it like this. You might, I should have Googled it before or like had someone I had to look up. But anyways, the last two are, well, one of them is the, okay. I think it's the Metakin. Oh, I love them. I know. That's why I picked them. Oh my God. I love them so much. I don't know the right way to say it either. Oh my God. I'm it's, so happy. It's okay. spelled M I N. T-A-K-A-N. So Mintakin, min, min, yes. I don't know. Well, don't. Oh. I realized I literally, it's actually only in the last month that this hit me, but I have this little, I don't know if you've seen, I have this like little shell that's full of Druzy quartz that I meditate with. Mm-hmm. I've seen and, it. And um, I was meditating with it a while ago and I do remember when I went to um the beach in July yes after I had my pick line out and like yeah. just got like really beautiful messages and came back and I think I even said to you like I don't know what it is but I just like I feel different like I feel that not not like I'm like cured of my illness like that is absolutely not what I'm saying but like just in every way I feel better um and it hit me like within the past month, it might've actually been like the first week of January is meditating like a lot. And I was like, I feel like they are the ones that like in July, like brought me to the ocean and that there was just mm. something very like cleansing and healing and like clearing about that, that I, I needed to happen to be able to like move into the next phase of my healing journey. And they, I'll have to send you a photo um, I 
just like, I don't like communicate with them or anything like that. But like, I talk to them frequently, just like a crazy person, like out loud or like when I'm meditating or whatever it is. And they'll send me like very, very clear signs. And I don't know if I sent you this photo, but when we were in our apartment in Chicago, um, I was meditating and doing whatever I was doing. I went to make a cup of coffee and come back and out of the Rebecca Campbell deck had fallen the Mintaka card. And it was literally just sitting right behind Scout, like upright on a pillow. And I oh took God, I, a, I have a photo of it. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? But yeah, <laughs> so I'm like very happy we're talking about this. Sorry, got very excited yeah. there. Yeah, so they come from the constellation of Orion and specifically one of the three main stars in his belt, like in Orion's belt. And now that I think about it, I probably messed up Siri, Sirius being Orion. I apologize. Sirius is like a different cluster, but anyways, you guys will figure it out. Okay, Manat. Manat, Matakins, whatever, however they're pronounced, are definitely from Orion's belt. And specifically the star within the three in his belt called Artuvia. Anyways, um, that's like where the Great Pyramids, I'm sure the Matakins or whatever were really involved with like the Great Pyramids are said to line up with the three stars in Orion's belt. There's a bunch of other like famous ancient sites in the United, or not in the United States, in the whole world as well that have like aligned with Orion's belt. So anyways, there's like a lot, they've been reincarnating here. People think a lot because of all the um, alignment with a lot of our old ancient structures and Orion's belt. And they come from one of those. Anyways, okay. So the star they came from is, is uh, primarily uh, said to be all water and that they lived mostly under water. And it was it's extremely peaceful, calm, um, very healing. It's like beautiful, which is why a lot of them come to earth because earth is mostly water, but our water is not obviously not clear. It's vibrating at a very different frequency from theirs. So um, these beings, when they incarnate are often felt to have a very like longing, a strong longing or needing to belong or a longing for home. Um, they're also very drawn to water, as you said, like being drawn to like the beach or the o ocean or great lakes. Um, they're very positive. Like these beings are here to help radiate light and love. They're the types of souls that are always have a positive outlook around things or finding the positive in situations. They sometimes can struggle to adjust to earth's reality or feel like they never really fit in like the black sheep of the family. Although I could say like all star seeds feel like the black sheep of the families. Like I could definitely say that. But anyways, especially this group, the Mentakins can feel like the black sheep of the family or feel like they don't fit in. And partly that is because as a soul, as they incarnate, they agree to be a light and a way shower for the people around them. And therefore they choose to come into locations or situations where they are the only one that believes these things that they can inspire others around them. So it's not a surprise to find them kind of be kind of reclusive or really like, like being alone or spending time alone or have a really close knit group of people that they trust because they're here to help spread light, but it's also exhausting to be around people that don't like believe in the same things you do or feel the same way you do. So, yeah, um, they're very enlightened. They're also here to represent unconditional love, remind us that we are all one. And again, to like radiate positive energy, the, um, 
the closest thing to like what they look like on their planet is mermaids. Like if you ever want to think of like what a mermaid oh. looks like, they are said that that's what they look like. And so that's why when there's old stories of mermaids or mermen or whatever in the sea, you know, the ocean, because there are stories, yeah. there's tales. I mean, of course there's quote unquote fictional <gasps> where, you know, sailors would be, you know, on these ships and these like souls and beings would be calling yeah. to them. And I mean, of course it ends badly, but that's because yeah. I feel like it's meant to like scare you. But anyways, um, yeah that's why it said that they came to earth and they were actually still in their original bodies and things like that. Oceans wow. are so yeah, you can feel like drawn to those types of things or animal oceanic creatures, whales, yeah. dolphins. You can feel like a real resonance with them. Um, fish oh, because gosh. that represents like well, one unconditional love, but also their planet. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. So interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're cool. Last but not least, I have to talk about the opposite side of this, right? So a lot of people may or may not really refer to them. I obviously don't work with them because I work with raising the consciousness, but earth is a planet of polarity. And so therefore there are also beings that are kind of working against the light or trying to like control earth. They're referred to as the reptilians. I'm sure if anyone's been in like the dive, the deep dive of this stuff, you can hear them. So they are here. It's not a, it's not a surprise. A lot of their purpose is to utilize earth for their own personal gain and humanity for their own resources they're known Mm. to like keep people asleep like people who um are um how do i say this uh people who are very swayed by things that they hear or Mm. changing their not that you can't change your beliefs but like i just think of some people in my life where i'm like oh my god one minute you're saying one thing and then you hear something else in the news and the next minute you're saying something else and like where's your belief right like you're just regurgitating stuff that you heard like what about yeah. what you believe, right? It's like, yeah. you're just, you're just regurgitating stuff. So um, that's not, not that they're reptilians, but they're being kept asleep, like by yeah. the reptilians, right? I'm not saying that all those people are that, but they're being kept asleep where they're not tapping into their own inner power and strength and beliefs and intuition. They're just regurgitating yeah. what they're hearing and seeing, right? Yeah. Um, they're often found in governments, places of um, politics, mm. pharmaceutical companies, banks and secret societies mm-hmm. and they like to use they're t- known to utilize their ego and influence to wield power over the masses mm. to create more money and wealth for themselves and keep everybody else again asleep it's not like they're yeah. like murdering people but it's like they're yeah. asleep so um yeah. and that's and it's a planet of polarity so you're gonna have both you're gonna have yeah. both but um, that's mm-hmm. why there's so many souls reincarnating now because it was swinging the other way for a while and now it's time yeah. for earth to awaken. That's why they keep talking yeah. about awakening. It's because you're literally like not choosing for yourself, even if you think you are sometimes. Yeah. Um, and that's, you're not. Yeah. yeah. And that's by design so that you that's choose what they want you to choose versus what you actually want. Want to choose. Yeah. That's interesting. We'll talk about that more, not necessarily the reptilian thing. Um Cause I know we don't like to be or talk or like live in that energy, but I guess more about, I don't know how, how you tap into and develop like your own beliefs, like things mm-hmm. like that, because it can be yeah. very easy, especially in this day and age where there's just constantly, yeah, constantly news and opinions and very loud voices on all yes. sides of everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and it's basically unless you don't go online at all, it's like impossible to avoid now. So hundred percent. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. very interesting. Um, before we 
wrap this up, I just wanted to share from our last episode, we had a couple of people DM us some really fun um, signs that they got. And um, one of them was somebody DM'd us and said that it was so interesting that the podcast episode came out last week and you talked all about 222 and it being a very like spiritual um, like potent number. And she was like, Oh my God, it makes so sense. So much sense for the last two weeks. I've just constantly been seeing, um, two, 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 which I thought was kind of cool. People are tapping into it. Yeah. And then, um, I'll read just one more. Somebody else listened to the last podcast episode and, um, her sign that she always asks for is a crow or a raven. And she basically said, um, she was looking for the sign, asked for the sign. And she said literally minutes later, one of her friends that lives across the world DM'd her an Instagram post, which led her to an Instagram account. And the first image on the account was of crows. Um, so it's just, you know, her and I were going back and forth on the Slightly Spiritual account about how it's so funny. It's like you ask for the sign of like a crow or whatever it is. And you think, oh, maybe I'll see one out my window or when I'm driving or like, and then it just popped up on Instagram for her. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I had one of the clients say, text me and say, she listened to it. And then she was like, I was cleaning and vacuuming and she found a big feather in her living room. And she goes, it's funny because we don't have birds. Obviously <laughs> she's like, we don't have birds. Oh. We don't have a down comforter. She's like, we don't oh. really have down pillows or a couch. And it was pretty big. She's like, it's not like, a, it wasn't a little white fluffy thing. It was like this big yeah. feather. Oh my and God. then, um, I apparently, when I channeled for her said, yeah, your your dad, her dad, had passed. It's like your dad's sending you feathers. And she was like, oh. I didn't tell you that I found one in the apartment two days before the reading. <gasps> yeah. So it's I like, and that. she's like, I don't know where it came from. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. how big it's being lately. Someone else is telling me they found two pennies on their dashboard, like just sitting on their dashboard. Yeah. No clue where they came from. Like nobody was in their yeah. car. Like, I mean, it's crazy stuff. It's like yeah. oh a little freaky. God. Yeah, it's, it is. I mean, they really can intervene anytime they want. Huh? I know. <laughs> I know. At least with that, at least with that stuff. Yeah. It's like wild. It's so cool. The signs and symbols I do love. Like it always yeah. like. I literally will just be like, thank you. Thanks. Whoever this was, thanks. But, well, yeah. And then to increase, you know, acknowledging it and sharing it will increase the flow. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So if you guys got any more signs, I mean, Cindy and I like love reading them. So please, yeah. please keep sending them. It's so much fun for us. Um, all right. Well, we will certainly do a part two to this episode, maybe part three. I don't know how far we'll go, but there's definitely a lot to talk about. And I already have so many more questions, um, that I will save for next time, but thanks for listening. And, um, yeah, if you have any signs, send them to us, but we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.